Great. Hello, everyone, and welcome um, to tonight's New Moon Meditation here at the New York headquarters of the Lucis Trust. Um, the theme of tonight's meeting is National Identity, a Spiritual Asset. And as usual, the meeting will begin with a short talk, followed by a meditation, and then concluding with a group discussion. Um, but before we get started, let's take an opportunity to center ourselves and to unite with the worldwide group. We will use the um, affirmation of love, which you can find on your cards. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. The term national identity is often used imprecisely and has different meanings depending on its context. In politics, sociology, and psychology, for instance, the phrase acquires distinct meanings. Benedict Arnold, an historian and political scientist, defines the nation as an imagined community. He states that even in small nations, individuals will never directly know the vast majority of their fellow members. Thus, to some degree, the idea of a nation must be imagined. This is not to say, of course, that it isn't real, for the evidence of this imagined idea is all around us. From the esoteric perspective, one could liken this imagined idea to a collective thought form, an object which exists within the group's mind. If the nation is imagined, then its identity is determined by the thinker, in this case, a group of thinkers. Many social scientists state that, I, that national identity is constructed and thus conveyed through language and discourse. This means that the way we speak and interact is what gives form to a national identity. Another name for this discourse is culture. It is through culture that national identity is most explicitly expressed. As we know, national identity is not homogenous. Often, when two or more distinct national discourses are in conflict, each vies for power, often attempting to downplay or discredit the others. In this circumstance, the loudest, most visible, and most popular voice tends to dominate the shaping of national identity. 
this type of activity does condition human thinking and so affects the thought form on the mental plane. Another approach, however, one could say the esoteric approach, shapes the national thought form through the strength and potency of one's thought. Former U.S. President Barack Obama's inauguration is exemplary of this approach. Though as president he had a very salient public platform, his vision of U.S. national identity was so potent that it extended beyond the borders of the national thought form, giving hope and reassurance to individuals throughout the world. For many, America still represents this hope. And though national thought forms change and evolve over time, they are also firmly rooted in more stable origins. For some countries, national identity is rooted in national myths, usually involving the origin of the country and its early history. Some countries, such as the U.S., have national identities firmly rooted in their founding documents or constitutions. In more ethnically homogenous countries, ethnic identity or traditional culture may also be a strong anchor of national identity. This, of course, causes conflict when ethnic or religious minorities are excluded from the national discourse. Esoterically, nations are more than just thought forms. They are essentially souls whose origins predate the formation of our present-day conception of a sovereign nation. Just as human personalities are vehicles of an individual's soul, so are national identities expressions of the nation's soul. The fact that these souls may be imperfectly expressed does not undermine their innate spiritual character. Each nation, the same as each individual, is destined to one day express in full glory a specific divine quality. The question for us then follows, how can one evoke the soul of his or her nation? As members of the new group of world servers, our task is to bridge between the world of the soul and the world of expression. It is befitting then to ask, how can we create those thought forms which the soul of the nation, through which the soul of the nation can find fuller expression? It may be helpful to remember, to remember that the soul desires expression. Thus, soul expression occurs naturally when soul and vehicle are aligned. Creating this alignment requires us not only to prepare the thought form, but to make contact with the nation's soul. This is done through meditation, keeping in mind that meditation is defined as concentrated and creative mental activity. It is not exclusively the seated meditation that is normally associated with spiritual practice. It is creative thought that aligns the soul with its expression. And the mind, we are told, is the organ of vision, and contributions to the national discourse must be undertaken with the mind held steady in the light, with the vision of our nation's soul. Thus will the nation's identity express a love and goodwill that transcends its borders and encompasses the entire planetary life. This creation of a new national identity 
is what the Tibetan referred to as the psychological rehabilitation of the nations. This rehabilitation must be a purely creative activity. It is quite easy to critique what is wrong, to label as evil that which we don't agree with, thus implying that our side is the exclusive expression of goodness. Critique is not, inherent, is not an inherently creative tool, and so we must use it carefully. For critique can easily become self-righteousness, and thus bereft of goodwill and spiritual significance. We must also take caution not to press towards an exclusive or homogenous national identity. For the ideal, na for the ideal national identity, one could say perhaps the soul-infused national psyche, is not homogenous. Like a diamond, it is incredibly multifaceted, each side expressing only one part of the beauty and magnificence of the whole. Though we ourselves must practice discernment, our task as creative thinkers is to unify, redeem, and synthesize into one whole. In this way, goodwill is woven as a group into the national narrative, creating new national myths that will condition the future ages. Separative narratives and divisive discord are loud, excuse me, divisive discourse are loud, but have no substance, and their influence easily crumbles in the presence of a goodwill that is backed by the power of spiritual vision. Goodwill, in its purest form, is the divine energy of love, the energy of the soul made manifest. One might wonder how we are to maintain that vision of this national soul in such difficult times when all action seems futile. The book of Hebrews tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is the oft unseen but potent nature of the soul which gives power to the good. It is through faith, conviction, and utter fearlessness that the soul is evoked and the inherent goodness that our nations are destined to express is born. All right, we will move now into the meditation. strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers. Group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them 
May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world servers. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy toward the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center, to the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy, towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known. interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and mediating the plan into existence.
meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world servers.
precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love throughout the planet, from Shambhala to the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world servers, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world servers, so building a thought form of solution to world problems.
distribution. And the great invocation is sounded. Visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light, love, and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Um, we'll now move on to a discussion. Um, so this is a time when anybody here in the office that has any questions they'd like to ask, comments to share, or um, anything at all, whether it's about the talk given earlier, the theme itself, maybe the questions on the hand out the announcement sheet, or maybe even just about the meditation or about the new group of world servers. These are all things we can talk about during these discussions. I'd like to say to start with that I thought it was a very thought-provoking and inspiring talk. Thank you. Introduction you gave, and it 
uh, kind of added to my own thinking, which was, I thought, very pleasant and insightful. Mm. Thank you. Uh, I can add, it's, um, while we're waiting others to formulate their thoughts, I, that uh, to me, it, I started thinking the whole idea of national identity is something that we probably still um, looking at understanding way down, I mean, it's f very, probably far down our horizon that mm -hmm. we're just beginning to uh, awaken to our own inner identity. And I think a lot is contributed to the national identity as we um, find our own um, our, our own center and mm -hmm. thereby align it with with whatever I um, the national need is. I don't think there will we'll find too much. I mean, there there may be um, the need to understand or clarify, but I don't think we'll find too much struggle in uh, aligning with that unless it was um, something that was truly nefarious. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. it, and also this morning, I was thinking about how it seems in uh, international, uh, when we were, there was a lot of recognition of international collaboration. And, mm -hmm. and now there seems to be quite a bit of a focus on on nationalism um, and I, I it makes me wonder whether we are readying ourselves for a new emergence of or a new understanding of what we once knew as internationalism or global globalism mm. that we're probably you know uh, preparing for a new mm -hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Not demonstration, but um, expression. expression. Yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, those, those are interesting. A lot of interesting thoughts. Thank you. Um, one one thing one thing that brought up to me you said I think in, in the middle of what you were saying is you know how do we um, determine what is the soul of the nation? That's the question. You know, I think many would say there's a kind of nefarious nationalism that's um, becoming very apparent in the world, and that's obviously, for many, not the soul. And yet, that doesn't really answer the question of what is the soul, you know? You can't just say, not that. Um, so. Well, from my perspective, in many ways, we express those, um, I, I mean, these things are expressed when we least expect it, because it is not something that we, uh, uh, as the word may imply, we manifest, but not necessarily. Uh, uh, it, it is not something that we craft. Mm -hmm. um, but unlike the personal, I mean, unlike the personality, which you know, uh, down over ages is crafted, but it is for a means of expression. It is not mm -hmm. that which engender uh, um, the um, manifestation or something, which. Mm -hmm. To me, is what the soul is, it's, uh, and it is 
you know, the more we step back and look at things, I think, the more we develop that sense of the vision of what the soul says, which sometimes is not necessarily what we think. Exactly. What we see is, you know, there is such an indifference probably. And who are we to say that that's what the soul is, you know? That's, yeah. I think um, it's important that this concept of place on the path is applied not just to people but to groups and nations Mm -hmm. and so like for me the Tibetan talks about a lot of I don't know how to put it like uh, you know stuff where he sort of indicates in the new age things will be like this or you know uh, no passports and, and stuff like that and I think one of the problems today is that I mean, obviously, this only applies to a small group of, you know, esoterically-minded people in regards to the, the Tibetan. But there's a sort of similar corollary in the world of, like, this this high ideal is, like, visioned or somewhat visioned, you know, in, in different ways. Um, but it's then seen as the next step. It's like, well, this is it right here. Mm-hmm. And there, at least in my estimation, there's not a lot of, well we're not going to get there soon so the next step is is here and and then there's this uh, i don't know this clash between you know let's focus on this and let's focus on this and i think one of the the things to focus on i, I don't know if national identity is the right way to look at it but i think nations and national identity and people's understanding of that needs to be worked out because if you just look at nations individually there's so many problems within them and that's a self-contained I mean I guess it's it does have to do with the rest of the world too but it is sort of self-contained that the policies and the culture of people are leading to problems within the nation Mm -hmm. so if we all to a greater degree moved into the same house together it would it would create some problems and so Mm -hmm. I think it's important to work on like the personality has to be purified before you can infuse the soul more into it. I think that's one of the major tasks at this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like they talk about marriage counseling. Like if, if you don't have your stuff together and you marry somebody else and they don't have their stuff together, well, that's it's not going to work out too well. So the, the step isn't there to get married right mm-hmm. away. It's to work on yourself and then get to the point where you can become closer. Mm-hmm. So those are some of my thoughts. I've had personal challenges where I've only realized at the end, I mean, afterwards, that any progress or any way that I was able to bypass when I felt stuck or something like that was only because I forgot. I I forgot about myself. You know, there was this... you know, entrapment of focusing and wanting to, you know, solve things and things like that, that in hindsight, that's when I was able to, it wasn't something that I was aware of. It was only later, you know. Um, The reason I'm bringing this up is because I think there is a lot of um, struggle probably on the individual level 
about certain what the meaning or the uh, interpretation given to you know certain ideas you know like nationalism and things like that and lately i've been thinking about how we have this sense that some of these ideas are well known or quite formed to us but yet in reality they are in such infancy that we're barely beginning to form um, our, uh, I mean, clear thinking around you mean, them. You mean spiritual thought forms, the ones that reflect the soul of a nation? Is that the types of thought forms that are in their infancy? Is that what you mean? No, I'm talking about, say, for example, uh, nationality or any of these, uh, any um, word that seems to surround these ideas that we hear you know, in the media or uh, that seems to spark discussions or uh, are aligned with people's a certain action that people take, um, racism or, you know, mm. that there are a lot of these, what I'm trying to say, not necessarily in the spiritual sense, but um, literally, I think our understanding of, say, a word like uh nationalism or a nation our understanding is we have to admit is really in its inf infancy and that mm -hmm. even though and i think some of the limitation of our understanding has come to the fact that we don't necessarily know you know i mean talking for myself always the origin of these ideas mm -hmm. and words that were probably put in motion, you know, at some point. But yeah. I think you're right. That's the the infancy is us consciously being able to recognize that we can that there are these thought there is a national identity and actually we do shape it through our thoughts and our actions and our public discourse. Well, and that's kind of that. There's there's. Like the idea of these group identities of nations have been around a long time, but the fact that we as a populace can, sh can shape them and shape them in a way that's in alignment with some higher ideal of what the nation could be is, is actually relatively new. So I, would well, I may be sense. wrong, but my yeah. sense was that uh, they're not that old in our consciousness. I mean, they may have been planted yeah. and mm -hmm. to our you know, limited vision and lifespan they may seem like they've been wrong but more and more I've been thinking about wow if you really start thinking about this how much do I personally understand about it except opinions of others that I may agree with that mm -hmm. I have you know internalized how much of my own thinking have I done and then I realized that well at least for me it is really you know it's something that I've just begun to think about mm -hmm. you know? I'm almost afraid to speak because I had I've had these sort of uh, like cascading thoughts as as people have been talking and I'm gonna sort of try to keep them straight and hope they make sense. Um, but I, I feel like you know this there's a transition from an older style of nationalism to a newer uh, you know improved style of nationalism, which mirrors. Um, moving from sort of old-style traditional religion to a newer 
um, more sort of esoterically grounded religion or whatever you want to call what what it ends up being um, and I feel like you know we've had this sort of idea of you know there there being no no nations no borders and this this kind of this ideal of you know and, and it's it's not to say that it's been like such a a popular idea necessarily but just sort of as as an extreme there's been this idea of of complete internationalism which is i think it sort of holds the same place as say you know we've we've had a, a turn towards atheism and we've had a turn towards um sort of maybe less disciplined or rooted forms of new ageism um, which you know have sort of filled the vacuum of religion uh, unsatisfactorily, but it's it's sort of develop it's it's like this sort of push and pull that's growing towards this w what hopefully will one day be a, a new religion mm. uh, or a new way of approaching religion. And I think the same thing is happening with uh, with nationalism or the idea of nations. Um, and I think uh, I had the sense that America may have some kind of special role in that because if you look at what DK says about America he said the personality ray of America is the six ray and the soul ray of America is the second ray and so the six ray could be seen to to symbolize sort of the old ways and the uh, the, the old sort of devotional religion and the way that we practice them and uh, the second ray is more of the sort of the divine wisdom I guess, I mean, I think Wall Cool sort of operates on the second ray, if I'm not mistaken. So. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree that the concept of national identity is now uh, undergoing transformation and uh, if we think the concept itself is uh, not that old it's only a um, few hundred years that's when the uh, modern nation started to form and identification with the nation it's a pretty recent phenomena in historical perspective and uh, in a way, it's quite progressive. Um, though the development, the overall humanity's development, been so fast that now we live through the phase of overgrowing of the concept of nationalism. And uh, the idea of in internationalism started to gain momentum within the last hundred years. And at the same time, like we all like in I think in every nation there is a whole spectrum of uh, this perception of starting from the highest ideas of internationalism and being a global citizen to tribalism quite primitive tribalism of belonging to own clan or own region or own like whatever unit of territorial unit you can identify with and in a way, it can be uh, in seen in parallel with the personality integration. So as we 
grow as we like from life to life we uh, learn to identify with the higher and higher understanding of self and uh, I think this complex concept should be seen in dynamic and uh, probably the key con uh, the key idea related to this is uh, the idea of self-interests and no matter on which level you identify yourself with it's either you consider your own interests either it's your clan or tribe or your nation or maybe at some point it will be very like still self-interested within as one humanity and still it will be very selfish mm -hmm. so it's more it's about identifying with the wider uh, presence mm -hmm. I wonder though if this is significant when once you identify with a international community you're still a member of a tribe as well and you're still a member of a nation as well and so what do you think happens to those identities as the sense of the self grows what happens to those less those that, and that's a big question I have is what happens to those more um, I guess you could say smaller identities I think in a way they uh, get absorbed but not dissolved mm -hmm. so you're still uh, uh, a member of your family of your community of your mm -hmm. nation uh, but you absorb those uh, colors so to speak those yeah. uh, modes of expression mm -hmm. so when you shift to the uh, soul identification you start operating as a soul mm -hmm. which expresses itself through different identities mm -hmm. and I think that's a task for us as disciples to learn while being identified with ourselves as a soul but master the art of expression mm -hmm. through different mm -hmm. identities mm -hmm. on different levels. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you uh, shared that question because I was thinking, um, this was listening to uh, Sasha uh, talking that, well, y they're not exclusive. Um, nationality is, I mean, nationalism is needed for international internationality to exist and, and vice versa. You won't have internationalism without having nationalism. Um, you, we could think of nationalism as uh, the formation of a corporation, um, a certain business, say Apple, for example. I'm not saying one is the other, mm -hmm. but as an you know, j just to draw as an example, and uh, as they are, they exist for a specific need. Mm -hmm. And I would look at for also, uh, often think of those stress that way. You know, as an organization, it's on entity and it's on purpose. And it can be fixed throughout many you know uh, years, but yet um, there are units that travel through it, mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same thing. Uh, what I was thinking is that the beauty of their not being exclusive of of the other is that they 
just like the individual, the nation, and you know the group of nations, each playing their role, and each uh, coming, go, going in expression of of the planetary entity, mm-hmm. uh, planetary logos. Because as um, he was saying earlier about you know the rate of uh, the U.S. and um, the U.S. As a nation, being also an expression of you know a certain part uh, of a divine uh, manifestation, just like other nations will. In when, I mean, to it's we are taking some steps that can only will only know as we progress uh, into them. But the I think the beauty of uh, looking at national nationalism as an unknown yet unknown effort to um, express uh, a divine quality mm-hmm. makes um, the effort on an individual part to align with one own souls much more worth it mm-hmm. and removes the fear that any kind of national uh, alignment uh, contra- is in clash with a global uh, you know, view of citizenship because mm-hmm. it is just like being in a corporation and having to align with you know, the need of mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah, I, I specifically made sure not to use the term nationalism in the talk that I was giving because it has a very negative connotation and I think that has created a lot of kind of um, um, sort of conflict or tension between what people consider to be the glorification of the nation, either or, you know, a globe, a more um, cosmopolitan or international perspective. And I think w- by using the term national identity, just to clarify for everybody who's listening as well, you know, when we say nationalism, we're referring to a national identity and nations have to have an identity to express themselves just as the souls of individuals need personalities to express themselves. So I just want to clarify for us and for anybody that when we're, when we're using the term nationalism, we're just referring to like the nation's personality, not to a movement. Right. Yeah. Just to, just to be very clear about that. So I, I think nationalism isn't even very well defined as a term either. Because some, you know, patriotism has a positive connotation, but it's it's hard to tell what the difference is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I I think one thing is with um, I don't know uh, if you want to call it nationalism, but maybe just uh, more focus on one's particular nation state or or something like that. That it's not always um, a kind of tribal jingoistic thing i think there's another factor at play there which is a more mental thing uh and it, i guess it kind of plays into the the national identity thing but you know some nations it, it could be just about like ethnically this is us and we have these traditions and sort of thing but some uh nations have certain values or principles or ideas that are very um strongly held or enshrined and they aren't so simple as like or these people look like me or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think there's it's important to differentiate the kind of tribal conflict and and then there also being a a conflict or at least a distinction or a difference between 
principles and values held by different nations. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, above those different levels, there's this kind of pure spirit, soul, everything is one level. But, um, yeah. So I think w to some degree we're on this, this mental level of working out the different ideas and, and different principles. Um, and when that can be sorted through, there can be a greater identification with each other. But I think, you know, individually and also internationally. But I think it's important to have those conversations. And there's a lot of um, obstacles in, in discussing those things, you know, mm -hmm. that, without it getting into like a shouting match or, or mm -hmm. something. Um, and one other point I would would make about the, the soul of the nation, I think the way that you can see that or it has been seen, not you know just America but other nations in general, is when you have some person or group of high spiritual development, some initiate bring forward something into the light. Like, you know, let's say Gandhi for India um, or, you know, the, Tibetan talks about um, Lincoln was a racial avatar, national avatar or something. Mm -hmm. So I think at those moments it's kind of like uh, analogous to a flash of illumination in the personality that like here's a bit of truth from the soul shining forth and it's not a fusion of the personality and the soul or the national identity and the national soul but it's like one point of of progress or a little bit of it that that moves us forward in that direction mm. um, well I I do agree with Nick that there is a new type of nationalism, a higher form of nationalism emerging as a natural corollary to the fact that increasingly human consciousness is seeing things from a more global perspective. So it's not so much my nation versus your nation, but we're all part of a patchwork of nations. And in this particular lifetime, there's a recognition that I might be American but there's also this growing recognition that in another lifetime I'm very likely to be some other nationality. So it's just each of us has a responsibility, the Tibetan says, to bring forward the soul of our nation. And the fact that there are so many people who are becoming increasingly soul aligned within their own consciousness, I think s bodes really well for the fact that we will be able to bring forward the soul of our nations. It's it's a natural corollary of bringing forth your own soul and collectively working, particularly at moments of the higher interludes, such as the Waysack and the Gemini full moons. We have a real opportunity to just to do just that. And obviously, the bringing forth of the soul of the nation is going to upset a lot of people because there are many people, as we know, there's a division in the national consciousness of many nations today, a division between those who adhere and cleave to the old ways, the Piscean era, the sixth ray mentality. And uh, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just at a particular stage in their evolutionary development, and it's natural for them to cleave to the old and to the past and to that which they fear is being taken away. 
but the swing of evolution is with those who cleave to the new inpouring seventh ray Aquarian energies. And so naturally, as that is in the ascendancy, I believe, um, with increasing younger people coming into <laughs> incarnation, the wave is going to be more and more with that Aquarian seventh ray. And so those who cleave to the old are going to be upset, and that's unfortunate for them, but um, the way forward will be come about through a leader, like you were speaking about, a leader who can somehow make that transition a little less painful by not seeking to exacerbate the divisions between the past and the future, but rather to bridge, because m we don't want to throw out the past. We want to bridge and bring what's good from the past into the future. Thank you. One more. Dead, mm, I can say probably uh, the whole uh, movement among esoteric groups, uh, especially in Europe, uh, meditating on the soul of the nation mm -hmm. uh, to bring the qualities of the soul of the nation into the expression. And it's definitely one of the meditative services that uh, all trained meditators can provide and perform. And uh, to what Kathy just said about this division that exists within uh, every nation now is um, I became a witness to a very uh, beautiful scene uh, the other day at the JFK airport uh, flying in from abroad. Uh, you know, you have to go through security, passport control, and there like at every border there are like separate line for the citizens of the country and all other nationalities. And so uh, at this particular entry point, there was huge line for like to go through the security and there was about like two hours wait, long line. And for citizens, there were like no line at all. And so, but at some point, there's <coughs> this, like, the, the, it was like narrow corridor. And so this like the whole crowd of people was like all standing all together. And at some point, the, the division became obvious that people like Americans would go through no line and all others would stay in this you know, like huge line. And so um, at some point I could hear like some kind of quarrel behind because I already like passed that line of division standing in all other nationalities line. And, uh, and so there's this guy coming almost running and he's cursing and he's like, I'm an American bitch. I can go. And, and he just, goes and like everyone in the like you just oh my god just <laughs> and like the beautiful part what's happened after that like right right like i don't know like 10 15 feet behind them another guy goes and he says like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> and if there wouldn't be that second guy who would go walk like would follow that first guy mm -hmm. saying i'm sorry this whole scene would have like completely different note and i think in a way it's it's a role for disciples in each nation like to say that i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry mm -hmm. because yeah there is this division within every country 
mm. and it's the matter of expressing that quality of the soul mm -hmm. that sees clearly and says like, i'm sorry for my not trimmed personality or just reso maybe reselling the seeds of goodwill yeah 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 No, no, he was saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So he was apologizing mm. for uh, following right behind that first guy. That is more beautiful than... <laughs> 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 yes, <laughs> thank you for clarifying that, yes. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and um, conclude the meeting. Let's end with a um, brief moment of silence just to link up as souls with the group of world servers and as all those who aided and plan into manifestation. Thank you. The next meeting will be the Aries full moon, the second Aries, um, on Thursday, April 18th at 6.30 p.m. here in New York. The exact time of the full moon is 7.12 a.m. the following morning on Friday. Thank you all for coming.